I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won the grand final. He's got the ball. Jared Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to have our Round 16 review today. I'm going to kick off with the games on Thursday and Friday night, let you know what I saw and what stood out to me. Let's kick it off. Thursday night footy kicked off with the South Sydney Rabbitohs having a huge win over the Parramatta Eels. When the Parramatta Eels lost to the Dragons, I think it was two weeks ago, I said, geez, they're going to bounce back next week. I think this will be the loss that they need. They came back and they played Melbourne the week after, and Melbourne missing a host of stars. I believe Parramatta won 14-0. It was probably the least impressive win I've seen all year, to be honest with you. They really struggled to handle Melbourne, who were missing, as I said, a host of players. And Parramatta... They just haven't been the same footy side that they were at the start of the year for the last few weeks. And I think this game, you know, I said last week before their game that I think they're pretenders. I said at the start of the season that I didn't think they could win a comp this year. It's a fantastic squad. And I think over the next few years, they are going to win a premiership because there is so much young talent in this team. But to come off the back of a 38-0 drumming to the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who I don't think the South Sydney Rabbitohs are contenders either. But for them to do a number on the Eels like that, that is extremely disheartening for the Parramatta Eels. And if it wasn't the nail in the coffin, I think the injury to Dylan Brown will be. He has been absolutely massive for them this year. And for them to lose him for four to six weeks, yes, he's going to be back for finals. How much fit is he going to be? How's the team going to go for the next few weeks without him? I think it could be a real momentum swing for the Parramatta Eels. I'm considering their season over. I don't believe they can win the premiership. I don't think they can turn this around. I think that's just too much of a drumming. For the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they played some fantastic footy the other day. They just showed that 
if their pack can compete, which in these big games against your Melbourne, your Roosters, your Canberra Raiders, I don't think they'll be able to, and your Penrith Panthers, sorry, I don't think they'll be able to. But when they do, when they hold in the fight, and their halves can take over. Adam Reynolds and Cody Walker, they were simply unbelievable. There was a try assist that uh, Adam Reynolds had to Cody Walker, which it might be the best showing of ball playing you will see all this year. He's skipping down the right edge. He ducks into the line. He ducks out. He, he thinks fast and he plays slow, which is an art that we don't see much anymore. And Cody Walker hits the hole, takes on the fullback and goes straight through. Just brilliant footy. I love when Adam Reynolds is confident and he's taking on the line. When he digs into the line, he doesn't do it enough. And when he does, geez, he's hard to stop. They're a really good side, South Sydney, but I don't think they can win the comp this year. I didn't think they could win it last week. Now that Latrell Mitchell's out, I think that's a massive loss for them. I don't think they can recover from the loss of Latrell Mitchell. Interesting to see what they do this week. I think AJ will be coming back. But for me, I'd be playing Corey Allen at fullback. You need that passing game in the one jersey. And Alex Johnson, he just doesn't have the passing game that they need in that side. I think Corey Allen showed the other night, really good passing game, good vision. I think he's the man to wear the one. Regardless, though, I think they're they're obviously going to make the finals, but... I don't think they're going to really rattle too many cages. Come finals footy with that forward pack. Happy to be proven wrong, though. Friday night footy kicked off at 6pm with the St. George Illawarra Dragons taking on the Gold Coast Titans. St. George led, I believe, 10-4 with about seven minutes to go, and then the Titans really clicked into gear. Two guys I want to mention from the Titans that have really impressed me the last few weeks. The first one's Tyrone Peachy. Now, I've been saying for two years now, Tyrone Peachy should be the lock forward for the Gold Coast Titans. Hopefully, with Jai Arrow gone next year, you'll see him play 13 a little bit, especially with their big pack on the edges. I think Peachy, he just opens up the center third of the field. He's a little bit of X factor. If I'm playing the Gold Coast Titans, he's the last bloke I want in the center of the field with a license just to roam. And that's what you got to do. You got to pick teams you don't want to defend against. And Tyrone Peachy, he's a complete and utter nightmare when he's allowed to play footy. I really like him in the 13. I think it's his position moving forward. I think it should have been his position moving forward when he arrived at the Titans. He's not a center. Stop wasting him out there, please. Let him come into the middle. He's an instinct footballer. Let him play eyes up footy and just let him roam. The other guy I want to mention is Jamal Fogarty, the halfback. Now, when he was announced as the captain two weeks ago, I sort of raised my eyebrows and I sort of thought to myself, geez, he wouldn't be captain at any other club in the NRL. This is a this is an odd decision, but mate, he has played sensational footy with the C next to him. He has been playing just unbelievable, playing so far above his weight and his experience. He's a really impressive guy. He spent some time at the Parramatta Eels, and I remember watching him then and thinking, oh, he's handy, but I didn't think he'd be this good ever, to be honest with you. He's really impressed me. I'm happy to uh, get my judgment on him wrong. He's playing some great footy. The last guy I want to mention from the Titans, AJ Brimson. He's an absolute star. I mean, I I hope for the Titans' sake they keep him there. But if he was to land at one of these other clubs like Melbourne or Roosters, the you know the potential on him is massive. He could be absolutely anything. As for the Dragons, you know, their season's over. New coach coming in. They had the high of beating Parramatta the few weeks for Mary's last game. For them now to drop off a little bit doesn't overly shock me, to be honest with you. I'm not sure about the Ben Hunt rotation. He's a state of origin, standard hooker. I would just let him play the full 80. I think they're a much better footy team when Ben Hunt's on the field. But I understand the rotation. I just I wouldn't be doing it with this current squad. The late game on Friday night was the Sydney Roosters up against the Brisbane Broncos. And you probably could have written a script for this one. The Roosters, they just clicked into gear, did their thing. Tedesco was just on another level. He's just absolutely relentless. I, I posted that on my page the other day, and a few people you know, jumped on and told me that he hasn't done anything for six weeks, and he's overrated. And 
Yeah, you know what? He hasn't scored a try in six weeks. But if you can watch, if you can honestly watch those games and not look at the scoreboard and tell me that Teddy hasn't been playing great footy the last six weeks, I'll call you a liar. He has been sensational. He's in fantastic form, and he's going to be in great form come finals time. They've slowly got all their troops coming back. Sonny Bill Williams is about to walk into the squad. He won't have a huge impact, you know, on the scoreboard, but what he's going to do to that team, the confidence he's going to build there, it's going to be really special. For the Broncos, it's just more of the same, unfortunately. Um, I spoke about Sean O'Sullivan last week. He's a half that I really like. Wasn't overly great on Friday night. More than happy to admit that. But this team, they're just... I don't know. They're just waiting for this season to end and start fresh next year, and I think that might be the best thing for them. Seems like Seabold's out of the building now, which I hope is a positive, but geez, to let in 58 points or whatever they did the other night after your coach goes, it's pretty disappointing. The Broncos are desperate for 2021. Super Saturday kicked off with the New Zealand Warriors taking on the Newcastle Knights. And for me, this game was all about Roger Tuovasa-Shek. When he is on, he is simply incredible. There's no one else like him in rugby league, in my opinion. I've got him right next to Stacey Jones as the best Warriors we will ever see. I think over the next few years, he's going to be simply amazing. I've never wanted the Warriors to win a premiership more than I do right now. You know, on the weekend, two tries, 270 metres, 100 post-contact metres, nine tackle breaks, two line breaks. He just played an unbelievable game of footy. Full credit to Toddy Payton. I've said it for a few weeks now. He is doing unbelievable things. And if the Cowboys are the team to sign Toddy Payton, fuck, they've done well for themselves. He just, he's a really good man manager by the look of it. He seems to be able to get the best out of guys. And, you know, that might sound simple and it's not X's and O's sort of stuff. But when you get to the NRL, you need to be getting your best out of your players. And that's something that a guy like Wayne Bennett has been doing for 30 years. He's not an X's and O's mastermind like your Timmy Sheens and your Craig Bellamy's and Trent Robinson's. But he gets the best out of guys. And I'm really excited to see him land at the Cowboys. There's a lot of really talented footballers up there. I can't wait to see what happens. Um, For the Newcastle Knights, obviously, the thing that worries me the most is that they were right in this game until the 50th minute. It was 8-6 with 30 minutes to go. Championship minutes came where they had to stand up to a team that they should beat easily. Yeah, they're not a top eight team. They've got the world against them, everything going against them. They had to beat this side. I understand the Newcastle Knights, they're missing a number, a host of players. Blake, you know, Blake Green got injured. They've got three or four hookers injured. I understand that. But, mate, compared to the Warriors, like, you can't even compare it, in my opinion. The Warriors, they're missing their... They're two huge wingers that start their sets. They've had Blake Green leave the building. They've got, you know, the young half who's come in after missing last week. They've got young centers that haven't been playing. They've got guys on loan. There's just no excuse for losing to the Warriors. Now, you have to be showing up against them. You cannot take them easy. And for me, the most telling thing, as I said, they let in 28 points in 30 minutes, in the last 30 minutes, the championship minutes. It's a real worry for the Newcastle Knights. I've got grave fears for them to end this season. It kind of reminds me of last year after they played that fantastic footy, then they just went into a hole. Now, for super coach players, a big worry here, of course, is Caelan Ponga. They've got, you know, two halves that prefer to run. They run first, pass second, guys, and I think it's really starting to hurt KP. I think Blake Green would have been absolutely perfect for him. Lino, he's more of an eyes-up footballer. He'll take on the line before he passes, and it's going to hurt Ponga's scores over the next few weeks. If you're a draft guy with Ponga in your side... I'd be a little bit worried moving forward. I'm happy to be proven wrong once again, but it's, you know, those signs, they just don't look great to me. The second game between the Cronulla Sharks and the North Queensland Cowboys, the Sharkies came home with the chocolates here, 28. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 12. Now that's without Chatty Townsend, Sean Johnson, and they left Matt Moylan out of the team. So for Connor Tracy and Trindle to come in, really impressive stuff. Trindle, he's one that I've spoken about, you know, at the start of the year. I, I tipped him to have a huge nines. He was very quiet. He made his debut uh, a few weeks ago. And, he, you know, he was solid in that game without standing out. And, I, and the other night, you really saw the vision that I spoke about. He's a really talented footballer. He's got a really good running game, which you haven't seen enough of yet. He's got a lot more to offer. And I'm really excited to watch him develop over the next few years. Interesting to see how it shapes up with the Sharks. He's a guy that I'd be making room for sooner rather than later. Um, the last thing I want to touch on with this game is, of course, you know, what what Johnny Morris has done here. Now, I know he's, people have criticised him all year. I've been a big fan from day one because he's not afraid to make hard decisions. You know, we saw Dugan at the start of the year and the end of last year carrying on. He was happy to drop Dugan. He didn't want to do that shit. He moved him out to the wing. He let Zeri play centre. He's happy to make hard decisions. Matt Moylan, he dropped him during the week. Then Sean Johnson was injured, and he had the option between Tr- Trindle and Moylan, and he kept to his guns. He said, no, you weren't up to standard when we picked the team on Tuesday. It's now Thursday. You're still not up to standard. You need to get yourself back to where we want you to be. And it says so much about Johnny Morris. I've got a lot of respect for him, and I think he's got a big future in the coaching ranks in rugby league. The last guy I want to mention from the Sharkies, Aaron Woods. I think he's having one of his best seasons I've seen since probably his Tigers days. Little subtle ball playing he's added to his game has been really impressive for the Cronulla Sharks. I love what they're doing at the moment. I don't think they're contenders, but they're really going to shake this premiership up. Premiership up come finals time. I wouldn't want to play them. For the Cowboys, you know, looking for a new coach. Tao Malolo's out. Mick Morgan got injured. Val Holmes, you know, he's, he's not where he needs to be. There's a lot of question marks over this footy side. They're desperate for a good coach to walk in. As I mentioned before, I hope Toddy Payton's that man because they're, they're more talented than what they're showing at the moment. They'll be looking forward to next season. The last game on Saturday night saw the Penrith Panthers defeat the West Tigers 30-6. to Now, what impressed me in this game with the Penrith Panthers, I've said a few times that I don't think they've got an extra 15 or 20% to go up to in finals, whereas I know the Roosters and the Storm do, and I think Canberra probably do too. Penrith, I'm not sure if they're peaking. We're going to have to wait and see. But the thing that impressed me the most is that all season they've got off to really good starts. They've been the first try scorer in, I think, 11 of their last... 12 games or something. I think the weekend was the first time they haven't scored the first try. Now, the West Tigers, you know, to some extent, it wasn't an overly conventional try. Yeah, Benji Marshall took a risk. He kicked early, found off a Luma. And it's those sort of tries that can really put you on the back foot early, which it did to Penrith. The Tigers were all over them. Harry Grant was cutting them up through the middle. They were gaining momentum. They were getting really good sets off. And they came from behind and they won that game, which was really impressive. Um, For the Tigers, I think... Harry Grant is going to be the worst thing to ever happen to the West Tigers. You can see there is such a difference in their football when he is not on the field. I love Jacob Little. I think he's a really talented footballer, but he's nowhere near where Harry Grant is. And you can see the forward pack and the halves, they just don't come onto the ball the same as when Harry Grant's on the field. I think having him for this six months or so and playing footy with him, I think it's going to be a negative for them. I honestly think it's going to take them two or three years to come out of this rut. 
and it really worries me moving forward. Um, obviously, with Harry Grant, if you've got him in draft with a lot of these Tigers, especially in their spine, I'm really worried by what Michael Maguire said after the game. It'll be interesting to see Teamless Tuesday when he does name his side. I mean, obviously, Harry Grant, he's not going to be there next year. And Maguire has openly said he's looking to the future. So there's a really good chance that Harry Grant plays limited minutes here. And potentially by the end of the year, he might not be playing at all. So if you're someone like me who is heavily relying on him in draft comps, I think we're in a bit of trouble here just quietly. I mean, if they're moving forward and Michael Maguire has his eyes on 2021, there is no point letting Harry Grant run that side and play 80 minutes. I think he'll play 50-odd minutes moving forward, and it could be even less if he chooses to blood some other hookers. There's no point doing the Melbourne Storm a favour and giving this kid more and more time because it's only going to make their life harder next year. Same goes for Luke Brooks and Benji Marshall, especially Benji. I wouldn't be shocked if he's not in the team this week. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't finish the season with the West Tigers because they're moving to the future. Yeah, they've got Josh Reynolds and they've got Luke Brooks there next year who will almost certainly be there. You know, you've just got to think they're going to be moving in that direction and God knows what they're going to do with Luke Brooks. I mean, I don't think he's been up to scratch the last few weeks and it's obvious that Madge isn't, you know, a huge fan of him. He's dropped in previously and he really hasn't turned his footy around since coming back. It's going to be very interesting. If you're someone that has a lot of West Tigers in your draft teams, I'd be a little bit nervous. Obviously, their run home is pretty dog shit. It's going to be a tough gig regardless, but you just don't know what team Mike McGuire is going to come out with. I don't see them winning more games. He's probably going to blood more and more players, getting them ready for 2021. Harry Grant is obviously the biggest worry there, though. Sunday afternoon footy kicked off with the Melbourne Storm defeating the Manly Seagulls 30-6. to And for me, watching this, this was just the Melbourne Storm flexing their muscles. As you all know, I've said that they're going to win this premiership for a long time. And I think now they're just starting to find their way. They've still got a number of guys out injured. And they're also resting a lot of guys and bringing a lot of guys in for a bit of match fitness, which I really like. I think it's smart. In their position, this is what you've got to be doing. Because you could get to finals and you could have a terrible injury run like a lot of the teams in the NRL, including themselves. And then you're going to be relying on guys to come in and to have this match fitness under their belt it's been sensational like Seve got injured but for him to be there and getting some match fitness great um, I'm not sure how to pronounce it but Isaac Lamelli Lamelli I'm not sure how to say it but he um, you know for him to come in and play 80 minutes there and be ready if he's called upon they've still got Branko Lee they've got Tommy Eisenhuth sitting outside the squad that they'll bring back in Albert Vede getting minutes Nico Hines getting some good reps there too and some of their stars, they're starting to find their way. You know, Ryan Pappenhausen, I think he's been below his best for most of the year. He's starting to find some really good form now. I'm looking forward to seeing how he finishes the season. He's a guy that I thought was going to be an absolute superstar this year, and you might be seeing it the longer this season goes. The Melbourne Storm, they just seem to be warming to the task. I mean, you look at the Penrith Panthers and... Fair enough, I can hear the argument that they're the best team in the NRL right now, but Melbourne Storm, they've got the finals experience, and they're just warming to the task. As I said last week, I think they're going to have a pretty soft run into finals, so they're going to be playing into form, leading into finals, and I think they really are the team to watch. I just simply can't see them losing this premiership, to be honest with you. Maybe that's too early to say, but I just can't see them losing. Uh, The Manly Seagulls, you know, this season has just fallen apart. Obviously, the injury to Tommy Trevojevic was massive, and they've sat around waiting for him to return. It looks like he probably won't now. And, you know, a lot of people said this year that they're a one-man team. They can't play without Trevojevic. And I pointed to last year and said, you know, they handled it without him. 
but they just weren't able to do it this year. They just couldn't handle not having him for this long. They've had a number of other injuries, of course, that have played their role, but him not being there, it's just such a huge loss for them. They're looking to they're another team that's looking to twenty twenty one now. It's unfortunate how the season's sort of unfolding here that there just seems to be so many teams that twenty twenty has just fallen out of their depth with still a few weeks to go. Um, I don't think Manly are as bad footy side as what they're looking at the moment. I think next year they'll come back and they'll they'll bounce back and they'll be a really good side. But this year it's just gone too downhill for them now. The second game, the Sunday afternoon game, was between the Canberra Raiders and the Canterbury Bulldogs. Raiders won this one 34-20. Canterbury, they gave them a real scare here. I think they were up by 10 points or so. And then Jack Whiten, just after halftime, clicked into gear. I said about a year ago that he reminds me so much of Laurie Daly, the way he moves, the way that he steps, how strong he is, his... And also his sense of when to run. He knows when to take the line on. And if you can't see how much he looks like Laurie Daly now, I simply can't help you. I said it last night on my Instagram page. It is just uncanny now. They are both just such incredible ball-running athletes. Just freakish stuff. The Canberra Raiders, you know, I really think they're... They're the dark horse come finals time. As I've said last week, referees will start to put their, their their whistles away. Refs don't want to decide finals games, so they let it play a little bit, and it's going to suit the Canberra Raiders. There's going to be less of these ruck penalties. It's going to be slowed down a little bit, and this is what the Canberra Raiders do well. And with running halves, it could be absolutely anything. Really excited to see them go around in finals. Canterbury, they looked better yesterday, but, I mean, we've now watched it for three years. They look like a better side at the end of the season once the pressure's off. I'm just, it's going to be interesting to see them next year. I mean, they're going to have Kieran Foran. I, I hope he stays, to be honest with you. I'm not sure what's going to happen there, but I think he's playing sensational footy at the moment. Him paired with Blake Green, obviously two really big injury worries, but we'll have to wait and see what happens with Canterbury. I think there's positive signs there, but there's a lot of work to be done. Good to have you again on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Stay tuned this week. We've got a heap of more episodes dropping. If you haven't already listened to our part one of our Michael Barney interview that we dropped yesterday morning, uh, go and have a listen to that. An absolute fantastic chat. An incredible story where Michael Barney has come from to play in the NRL. He essentially came from an island in the Torres Strait that had less than 300 people living on it. He hadn't even seen Rugby League until he was a teenager because they didn't have TVs. Occasionally, he would listen to it on the radio and it would always be the Brisbane Broncos so he grew up on your Stevie Renolfs and these sort of guys and just an incredible story about how he managed to find his way from an island of 300 people to playing for Manly within about 18 months just incredible stuff played finals footy and a terrible injury run cost him a career that realistically it could have been anything he's one of hundreds of stories like this that you simply don't hear it's a great listen I advise you go back and have a listen to it we'll have part two dropping on Monday remember to keep kicking the corners and as always play smart footy